Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Thursdays, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. I had to fight there for a minute to remember what day it was. Uh, It's been a wild week. It's been a wild year. It's been a wild 12 months, however you want to say it. Uh, But I hope all of you are having fantastic Thursdays. A lot to dive into here, but right off the top, we are nine days, ten days, whatever the heck it is, from the Super Bowl. Not this Sunday, but next Sunday. And I can give you an incredible offer. 55 to 1. All you have to do is go to fanduel.com slash clay. That's fanduel.com slash clay. Get signed up right now and you can be well on your way to saving an absolute bundle of money hopefully that you can spend on Valentine's or on whatever else you would like. You bet $5. If your side wins either the Chiefs or the Bucks, you get back 55 to 1 payout. $5 turns into $275. You want to play both sides of this bet? Go find girlfriend, wife, husband, boyfriend, roommate, friend, whoever it is You take one side, they take the other side. You're guaranteed with a $5 bet to win $275. Good luck. All you have to do is go to fanduel.com slash clay. All right. Deshaun Watson making it an entertaining offseason in the NFL. I don't believe the Texans are going to move on from Deshaun Watson. I don't. And I also think the idea that the Texans are somehow an awful franchise. This is from my buddy Paul Paps. Most playoff berths in the last decade in the NFL. Patriots, Packers, Seahawks, Chiefs. Then tied for the fifth most playoff appearances the Texans alongside of the Ravens, the Saints, and the Steelers. The Texans are one of the eight best teams in the NFL over the last decade. Deshaun Watson has been to the playoffs two of his four years. Remember, he also tore his ACL one of those years. And so this idea that the Texans are somehow a failing uh, franchise is just not true. And so I don't believe that there's any way the Texans are going to agree to trade Deshaun Watson unless there's some amazing, incredible can't say no offer that is put on the table with them. But I do think it's interesting that these are the odds of where uh, Deshaun Watson might go. You can gamble on this uh, at fanduel.com slash clay. The Texans are the favorite to have Watson start week one followed by the Jets, the Dolphins, the Saints, the 49ers, the Panthers, and the Patriots. We're going to talk about this on Fox Bet Live in a few minutes. Uh, But let me tell you this. I don't think that the Texans are going to be willing to trade Deshaun Watson, period. I definitely don't think they're going to be willing to trade him inside of the conference. 
where suddenly you have to play against him in the playoffs and he knocked you out from being able to go to the Super Bowl. Nobody in the Texans organization wants that to happen. So I think it's more likely they trade him to the NFC which means I would put my money on the Saints, on the 49ers, on one of those teams that I believe maybe even the Rams because they're uh, upset with Jared Goff, the Panthers. One of those teams to me makes a lot more sense than either the Jets, the Dolphins, or the Patriots who are some of the other top teams that are evidently in the mix. So we will see how all of this shakes out by the way. Texans have now hired their own head coach reportedly and so there are no open jobs in the NFL. Seven jobs have been filled and we will see exactly what ends up happening there. So the Deshaun Watson story one that is definitely worth following. How about this GameStop battle? I know that a lot of you have such strong opinions on what is going on with this GameStop stock. Uh, And uh, for those of you who haven't been paying attention basically a bunch of Reddit uh, internet nerds have decided that they are going to try and take advantage of companies with high short sales going against them uh, and they're going to drive up the price and force the short sellers to have to cover driving up the price even more. As we speak right now as the closing bell approaches the GameStop stock has fallen about a hundred and some odd dollars today. It has ranged in price and this is absolutely insane. It has ranged in price today from $112 a share to $482 a share. Uh, Its market cap has dropped today by $10 billion. Uh, So this is a fascinating story and I think there probably will be a really interesting movie made about this story before all is said and done. It makes me nervous as a guy who's a long-range investor because it calls to mind for me those of you who are too young to remember this the dot-com frenzy. When every single company out there that in any way suddenly had something to do with the internet just got on total fire. Stock prices bore no relation to reality. There was so much money being made and the reason was there was a lot of optimism about the economy as it pertained to the internet. If you were old enough to remember the internet in the late 90s into the very early parts of the 2000 right before the dot-com boom the internet was going to change everything. And guess what? Investors were right. And some of those companies ended up being worth their weight in gold. Amazon, for instance, was a company that if you had just bought and hold and held you'd be loaded right now. But then there were the Pets.coms of the world that went public with no revenue immediately kind of fell apart and there was a bloodletting in the streets that was compounded by the recession and difficulties brought on by 9-11. So the dot-com implosion I'm old enough to remember it. A lot of these younger investors are not old enough to remember it. So I think we have without a shadow of a doubt a lot of mania going on right now. A lot of frenzy and this has been these bubbles have been uh, happening throughout the course of American history. Everybody gets excited. A lot of people who don't understand basic levels as it pertains to stocks start buying and selling and that's typically a sign that things are about to go bad. So we'll see whether or not that's been the case. I told you guys 
back in March I was putting as much money as I could into the stock market and I told you to buy and I hope you guys bought between now and uh, between March and now has been one of the greatest runs probably you will see in stocks in your life. But over the past several months I have started to withdraw my money from the stock market the money that I want to pull out that's not long-term money because I just think there's so much fraud. I will say this I think the idea of for instance the Robinhood app not allowing you to buy stocks to me is connected to the power of big tech when it comes to this GameStop battle. And what I mean by that is remember when Twitter bounced Donald Trump and so many people who were liberal spoke out and said well it's in the terms of service if you don't like it you can go start your own Twitter. And then conservatives did that. They started Parler and then Parler got shut down by Amazon uh, web servers and shut down by Apple and all of the different big tech companies colluded to disallow Parler to actually exist. So the argument of well if you dislike Twitter you can start your own company wasn't actually true. What's interesting to me about this with Robinhood is the same arguments could theoretically apply. I don't buy them. I'm troubled by the incredible power and monopolistic control of big tech whether it's Facebook whether it's Twitter whether it is uh, whether it's Instagram whether it's uh, all these different companies right? Google I'm troubled Apple by all of the power that we have allowed to coalesce into so few hands with relatively few checks and balances. But I'm sure that Robinhood reserves the right under their user agreement to not allow stocks to be bought and sold if they believe that it creates liability for them going forward which I'm sure is what has happened. They have been threatened based on the number of small investors who are buying stocks entirely based on uh, trajectory not based on any kind of measurable metric. I'm not particularly allied with the short sellers or the individual small investors. I don't really like short sellers in general uh, because I would rather bet on things that I like as opposed to against things that I don't like. Personally as an investor I've never sold a stock short. Uh, I buy and hold companies that I like. I tell you guys what companies I'm buying and I would rather kind of focus on that than short selling. But short selling investors are a small minority of the overall marketplace and inevitably somebody is going to get left holding the bag here. Because GameStop is not worth $25 billion and it's not worth $15 billion and it might not be worth much more than 7 or 6 or 5 or 2 or $3 billion. So there's a great deal of froth here and to me the question is who's going to get caught trying to catch a falling knife Uh, eventually somebody is going to be left holding the bag when all of the money comes out. And I'm sure there are going to be investigations into these Reddit forums because traditional pump and dump uh, processes are not allowed. So are some of these posters that are the most active actually trying to drive up the price and tell everybody else to hold the line and not sell while they are actually selling and profiting in a big way off the run-up committing fraud it's a tough case to prove and it's a mess but those are what the Securities and Exchange Commission exists for and the bigger issue to me 
is all the froth out there and all the power that comes to bride in big tech. I can understand why people who have these Robinhood uh, dollars and these Robinhood apps believe that they should have the right to buy whatever stock they want to buy but I also understand why everybody out there who is using their Twitter account believes that they should be able to tweet whatever opinions they want. Uh, There are terms of service involved in both but the way that that is being restricted I see a connection there and I'm curious what will end up happening going forward because this story is not going away. Speaking of a story that is not going away did you guys see finally they did the work the Attorney General of New York I've been telling you that this happened and this had occurred for seven, eight, nine, ten months. I said Andrew Cuomo has handled COVID despite the fact that the media loved him and despite the fact that he had high approval ratings if you looked at the actual data Andrew Cuomo had done one of the worst jobs in the history of politicians in the state of New York. And the decision that he made that was maybe the worst decision made by any American politician in this country was I believe on March 25th he signed an executive order which required that all nursing homes take back any patients that were COVID positive inside of those nursing homes. And the result of that was not surprising. It was like pouring kerosene on a fire that had already started. It turned into a raging inferno. And what New York tried to do was hide the number of people that had died in nursing homes during this period of time because if you died in a hospital even if you had been moved from a nursing home to a hospital they didn't count you as a nursing home death. And what happened was the Attorney General of New York finally started to investigate what was going on here and they discovered that Andrew Cuomo and New York had been lying about their death total from nursing homes and that it was actually 50% reduced from what it should have been. In other words twice as many people died in nursing homes as had been reported by New York. This was self-evident if you looked at the data because New York's nursing home death rate was far lower than every other state. But the big issue is here one reason why the COVID death rate was so large and remains so large in New York, New Jersey, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Massachusetts, all these states they all followed the lead of Andrew Cuomo and kept COVID positive patients inside of their nursing homes. They didn't do it in Florida. They didn't do it in Texas in the early days of the outbreak. And so the overall death rates in those states and in states where they made rational decisions as opposed to panicking are much, much lower. A full investigation needs to happen into Andrew Cuomo's decision-making in New York. The ultimate height of absurdity here is Andrew Cuomo wrote a book about how well his state had handled COVID when the reality is the state of New York did worse handling COVID than almost any geographic location anywhere in the world. Andrew Cuomo bragged about how well he did while really doing an atrocious job and the data is still just now starting to come out. I give credit to the New York Times for writing this story. I give credit to the Democratic Attorney General who actually uncovered and did her own investigation here and I actually wonder whether before all is said and done whether there might end up being criminal charges for 
the governor of New York and other members of his staff over the way that they have helped to conspire and cover up the data in this story. Did you see Jim Irsay's quotes? Uh, Jim Irsay is the owner of the Indianapolis Colts and last night he came out and threw up a trial balloon about potentially Andrew Luck coming out of retirement. Now, Andrew Luck hasn't played in two years. Andrew Luck hasn't even commented that I'm aware of on anything in the NFL or college football related for two years. He's got a baby. He's 31 years old. He seems to be happy. With Phillip Rivers retiring and a really solid offensive line recreated, is it possible, just tossing this out there as an idea, is it possible that Andrew Luck could decide to come back and play again Michael Jordan style be back healthy I know the Colts have to replace their left tackle who's also decided to retire this is a pretty talented offensive line before they make the decision to trade for Matthew Stafford or pursue another starting quarterback elsewhere could could Andrew Luck make the decision to come back that is a story I would be rooting for I would love to see it Abraham Lincoln George Washington Those are among the names that have been determined to be racist and not allowed to be associated with any schools in the San Francisco Bay Area. You heard me right. Abraham Lincoln, the man who freed the slaves, the man who did more to create equality in his life than almost any American in the history of this country is not sufficiently woke enough for San Francisco Bay Area wokest. And so as a result, his name along with George Washington are being pulled off of the schools in San Francisco. What's wild here is this was so self-evident this was where we are headed. That this woke storm would not stop with the idea that we have to get rid of any reference to the Confederacy anywhere in this country. That it was going to progress and before all was finished that people who were actually fighting for equality in this country for our independence Abraham Lincoln and George Washington were going to be pulled off of San Francisco schools. Now, I'm a history major uh, and uh, I thought about going to get my PhD in history and I'm probably lucky that I didn't because can you imagine what it would be like for somebody like me to be working inside of a university right now? But I wouldn't be able to say anything because I'd be afraid of losing my job if I actually said what I thought which many professors are dealing with right now. If you study history what you learn is to be humble about whatever time in history you live in. Because while we all think that we are perfect and we are doing nothing that will be ridiculed by future generations, history teaches us that every single generation ends up judging their ancestors for perceived moral flaws. We don't know what those flaws are. Maybe eating any kind of animal is going to be considered barbaric a hundred years from now. Maybe having children is going to be considered barbaric because everything is going to be inside of a test tube and inside out of the bodies. Like the idea of a woman carrying a baby in her body might become utterly ridiculous in 200 years or a hundred years. And maybe if we're eating meat people are going to walk by the statues and they're going to say we have to tear down this statue they ate meat. They weren't a vegan. That could happen. The point is whatever moral authority you think you occupy today 
you will be judged and found failing by someone in the future. History doesn't stop. And so the scolds of today will become the social pariahs of the future because all of us do something that will be considered awful by those that come after us. That is what history teaches us but you would think that people in San Francisco would be smart enough not to be making decisions like these. When you're yanking down statues and when you're tearing down names you are behaving like theocrats in the Middle East who decide that they will destroy graven images that offend them. That is what people who are fundamentally opposed to basic human rights do. The world is indeed a big flat circle when it comes to what should be canceled and what should not. Finally, I've been talking about how stupid uh, and worthless of a job Tennessee did when it came to hiring Josh Heupel as their next head coach and the absurdity continues to rain down in addition to paying $6 million to Central Florida to hire their athletic director and their head football coach. What is very likely to happen if you have any semblance of a brain at all is Central Florida is going to use the $6 million that Tennessee paid to hire a better athletic director and a better head football coach I bet than Tennessee did with Josh Heupel. But also the way that Tennessee handled this they are now according to uh, some sites and I haven't read the contract myself so I can't speak to it with specificity but there is some talk that Tennessee is going to owe Kevin Steele the former defensive coordinator at Auburn who almost got the Auburn head coaching job that Tennessee is going to owe $900,000 to Kevin Steele to fulfill the terms of their contract for two weeks of work. If that actually is true you got to give Tennessee the all-time buyout crown. They refused to pay Jeremy Pruitt his buyout. uh, Burned down the house because they wanted to remodel the kitchen and now they may owe Kevin Steele an additional $900,000. My name is Clay Travis. I hope you guys enjoyed Outkick the show here. I'll be on television in about a little bit less than an hour on FS1 on Fox Bet Live. Hope you check that out at 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Central, 3 o'clock Mountain, 2 o'clock Pacific and I would encourage you go sign up 55 to 1 $5 turns into $275. All you have to do is go to fanduel.com slash clay. This has been Outkick the Show. DBAP unless you need to SBAP.